2: Rashawn McDonald, Money-Making Conversations. Here we go. Welcome to Money-Making Conversation Masterclass. I'm your host, Rashawn McDonald. I want to hear from you today like I want to hear from you every day, because I recognize that we all have different definitions of success. For you, it may be the size of your paycheck. Mine is inspiring you to accomplish your goals and live your very best life. It's time to start reading other people's success stories and start living your own. People always talk about what you cannot do and what you should do, and don't let your friends, family, or coworkers stop you from planning or living your dreams. This show is for you, so welcome to Money Making Conversation Masterclass. My guest on the show is Bobby Cartwright Jr., the executive producer of Gospel Superfest Live in Columbus, Ohio, Gospel Superfest Holiday, Gospel Superfest Easter Jam. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation Masterclass, Bobby Cartwright Jr. How you doing, Bobby?
3: Hey, Rashawn, thanks for having me. Thanks for being patient with my uh, technical savvy to get on your call, <laughs> well, call today. Uh, well,
2: you're spreading the word of the Lord. I got to be, or uh, singing the word of the Lord, or uh, praising the word of the Lord. I have to be patient. Tell us about this upcoming event. But for, before we go there, I apologize. Talk about the history of those of these Superfest events that you've been putting together for years.
3: Well, well in 19... 19- 98. I got a vision from the Lord in my sleep, and the Lord showed me Gospel Superfest uh, in in a vision. And I was like, "Oh Lord, this is too much work," and um, I could not sleep for for days. I kept telling my wife, "The Lord is giving me something big. He's giving me something big." And she said, "Okay, it's big. Just let me go to sleep, please." You know, I said, "No, you don't understand, <laughs> honey. This is, this is going to be big." And she said, "Okay," and so. I, I couldn't sleep until I start planning the first one. Uh, it was like a burning. And um, so the Lord gave me the day, gave me, June 9th, 10th, and 11th, the year 2000. That was the year when uh, the computers were going to crash. The Chinese were going to attack Y2K. We didn't know what was going on. We had never seen two zero zero anything. It was 19, always 19 something. Right. And so I decided... This was going to be the granddaddy of them all three day uh, festival in Louisville, Kentucky. And we invited 30 something acts to come. And and to my surprise, they all came. And uh, I mean, we had the who's who's of gospel back there uh, 23 years ago. And we, and we did the first one, and, and we almost lost our shirt since you <laughs> in, <laughs> in the first one. And then, and then we did the second one, then we did the third one, then we did the fourth one, and it kept going. And now uh, we've just finished the 20th Gospel Superfest. And through that uh, time period, we've been syndicated uh, for 23 consecutive years on uh, domestic syndication, reaching 80% of the country with five. Uh, one-hour specials um, a quarter, actually five one-hour specials a year. And on top of that, I was telling a gentleman the other day, uh, Gospel Superfest has played on every major black cable network in the United States, from BET to TV One, to Bounce to Aspire to uh, Byron Allen's Griot. In some form or fashion, we've delivered content to all of those black networks while simultaneously being in domestic syndication on ABC, NBC, And Fox affiliates around the country. But all of that uh, comes as we were novice and just obeying, you know, the word of the Lord, obeying what he told us to do. And we just, you know, uh, year after year after year, compiled knowledge and year after year after year, created relationships. And now this particular year, um, we've been picked up by uh, BET. So it's just a miracle, really.
2: Well, you know, it's a, it's a consistency because along that ride, how we met was when Steve Harvey and I were doing the BET Celebration of Gospel, because that right. came right after you started in two thousand, and we did it for thirteen straight years. And guess what? You still doing it. So I commend you because the journey is about effort. A journey is about consistency. Now, Unity Media, which came first? Did the did the uh, Gospel uh, Superfest come first, or did your production company started by you and your wife? come first?
3: Well, the production company come first. I'm glad that you asked that because that's an interesting story. I was um, a, a station manager of a a uh, radio station in Cincinnati. I was the morning morning drive host, uh, the janitor, the PD, whatever, when you got a little small uh, daytimes, uh, uh, day, what you call it daytime, where you can hear it in the day, you better can hear it in the night when the signal goes down. Mm-hmm. I was running a, a radio station in Cincinnati in, in the late 90s. And so the manager or the owner, he wanted to get out of it. He wanted to sell it and he offered it to me and I was like, oh, this is too much work. Um, I I said that same thing again. I at the (laughs) AM station. I knew every pastor's car is Mercedes. I got my business cards. I'm trying to get him 15 minutes of airtime selling, you know, AM Christian radio. And I said, oh, you know, I want to get out of this. So I I went home and I told my wife that um, uh, John had offered me the station. And I told him no. And she said, why did you tell him no? Go back and tell him we want it. Well, she don't do no work at the station. I'm doing all the work. (laughs) And so I I went back to John and I told him, I said, okay, you know, I talked to my wife. We want to try to give it a shot. Well, we we formed a company, Unity Media. We got an investor, gave us a few, you know, a few thousand dollars, whatever. And we got to the point where we were getting ready to get the radio station and we got outbid. Wow. So... Somebody that was, you know, I don't want to get too the weeds, but someone who was under me at the station that I was their manager ended up putting a group together and they outbid me. They got the station. Wow! So I went, so I went back to my uh, investors and I said, "Well, I, I got to give you guys your money back because we didn't, we lost the station." They said, "No, no, no. We weren't investing in the station. We were investing in you. So you figure it out. But we're not. We don't want our money back." And so, then, so we started consulting. So, mm. so at that point, we started you know, picking up con- uh, clients that's just telling them how to run their stations. You know, what consultants do we supposedly right. know it all? Yes, and so, yes. I, would, so I, I changed it into a consulting firm and started consulting uh, low-power TV stations. And I ran across the station that was a Black-owned WB affiliate. You remember the Double Double, the Frog, and yes. all of that? Mm-hmm. And uh, these mm-hmm. business uh, guys bought this station, but didn't know how to run it. So I basically talked my way into a job. I said, look, I've been doing radio. I said, there's really no difference. One spot's got pictures and one spot doesn't have pictures. I believe I can handle this for you. So I came in as a consultant slash general manager of a low power TV station that had cable carriage. And that was my first step into television. So as I was the general manager and all of that, People syndicators like Don Cornelius and Mm -hmm. Byron Allen and all of those folks were trying to get our market, so they would come to me to get Dayton, Ohio, which was Market Fifty Three at the time, and I would have to sign off on their contracts. So I was like, "Okay," I tell my secretary. Uh, I'll sign that contract, but make another copy of it and put it on my desk and I'll look at it later. So I start studying all of the syndicators and what they were doing and how they were syndicating their shows. And basically, to be completely honest with you, I duplicated that. Mm. And then I took uh, gospel super and modeled it after Soul Train. So if you remember, Soul Train was uh, Soul Train... Awards, Soul Train Weekly, Soul Train Quick Christmas Starfest, Soul Train Lady of Soul. You had Soul Train as the Umbrella title, then you had all of these subtitle shows that Don Cornelius and his genius had put, you know, put out in the marketplace. And so I said, this is a great idea. So we did Gospel Superfest Holiday, Gospel Superfest Easter Jam, Gospel Superfest Black History Month, Gospel. So it was really basically the the Soul Train model flipped for Jesus. <laughs> and that's how, I, <laughs> and that's how I syndicated. A lot of people compare me with other gospel shows, but to be completely transparent, I just really. Co Don Cornelius and change gospel, change Soul Train the Gospel Superfest and put uh subtitles under it. And that's how we syndicated uh the Gospel Superfest.
2: Congratulations and congratulations for having a, a wife who every time you said something, she either went back to sleep or tell you to go go do it. And <laughs> and both of y'all, because we were syndicated on uh on, H- on to over 20 HBCU stations, and both of you guys are HBCU grads, correct?
3: we went to hbc's i got my I, I dropped out after 2 years she she got her degree from howard mm-hmm. but she, we met at kentucky state okay and so and, and that's another thread but i i left kentucky state after my sophomore year I, my schoolmates and classmates were all of the members of Midnight Star. I remember Midnight Star oh, was formed oh on the God. campus of of uh, um, Kentucky State University. We're all friends to this day. We were all studying together. My wife was in biology, so she wanted to move on, so she moved over to Howard her um, junior year and finished at Howard. I didn't finish then. I went on the road with the Ohio Players and M2May and Heat Wave and a whole bunch of R&B groups, because all I really wanted before I was saved... Hey, Bobby, was, Bobby, uh, Bobby,
2: Bobby, Bobby, Ohio <laughs> Players they used to have the semi-new women on the
3: album cover. M2, I, Come on now. I, when I was 21 years old, <laughs> I joined the Ohio Players as a stage technician. So a friend of mine was getting a job. The Ohio players had uh, lost most of their road crew. I, I don't know, know why they did, but people said, well, they weren't getting paid. They was upset. So all of their really strong tech people went with the Commodores, and the Ohio players didn't have any road crew. So a friend of mine named Kenny Thomas, who's deceased now, he kept coming over to my house, said, hey, man, we're going out in two weeks. You ought to come with us, man. We're going out. You're going to go, go on tour. And I was like, oh, man, I'm trying to start my own group. I, I don't know. So he come around the next week. Man, we down to three people. We need three more people. My band started not making rehearsals. The singers was like, can't find babysitters and stuff like this. I'm like, oh, this band ain't going nowhere, you know? (laughs) So he came around again and he said, like, I got one position left. It's the valet position. You'll handle all the clothes and wardrobe. You you need to come on and go out with us. So I looked at what the band was doing. The band was doing nothing. And so I disbanded the band and jumped on uh, the Hall Players crew when I was 21 years old. Congratulations. And went out with them for three years.
2: What a great story. We're talking to Bobby Cartwright, Jr. He's the executive producer and uh, founder of the Gospel Superfest. As he said, he just used his brain. He looked at what Don Conigas was doing and just did his own version. Instead of the R&B spin, it was a gospel spin. The Gospel Superfest Easter Jam will air on BET April 9th, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time
1: please don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with more Money-Making Conversations Masterclass.
0: You are now tuned into the Money-Making Conversations Minute of Inspiration with Rashawn McDonald.
2: I'm always searching for books that will benefit entrepreneurs. SOAR, Build Your Vision from the Ground Up by Bishop T.D. Jakes is a book that aims to educate and empower readers on how to transform their vision into a reality
3: everything starts with a vision expanding your vision going to new horizons always being progressive not being so busy doing the work that you don't get to think the work you do most entrepreneurs the same thing that
1: made them great is killing them they're so busy doing the work that they don't get a chance to think the work and they cannot confuse busyness with business you have to build your own wings. I used, again, the metaphor of the Wright brothers, and it took them forever to get
3: the plane in the air, but they had to build their own wings in order to get it done. It's not going to happen through magic. It is a building process.
2: If you want to hear this full interview with Bishop T.D. Jakes, visit MoneyMakingConversation.com. I'm your host, Rashawn McDonald. I'm speaking to Bobby Cartwright Jr. As you said earlier, prior to our break, Unity Media, a Christian-based firm owned by husband and wife Bobby and Renita Cartwright. Everything starts with a dream. Everything starts with an idea. We all have these opportunities. What do we do with these opportunities? He saw an opportunity presented to him to do a radio station. He didn't think he was capable of doing that. He didn't think he wanted to do the work. His wife looked at him. She knew who she married to. She knew what he could do, pushed him right back out that door. And when she pushed him right back out that door, he realized the dream was superseded by somebody else and then he found out it wasn't about the station it was about him And there's so many of us out there in the streets today don't understand our own personal value. And if you don't understand your personal value, then you will never have significant growth. That's what Money Making Conversation Masterclass is all about. Bringing people like Bobby Cartwright Jr. on the show to let you know. If you see it, you can do it. But you better be consistent. You better realize the amount of effort you got to put into it. And more importantly, you got to surround yourself by someone are some people who believe in you. In your case, Bobby, it got to be your wife, Renita. Talk, Talk to us about her.
3: It is, it is definitely is her. I mean, she is the perfect temperament for this because there's a a lot of things that, you know, I, I went very, very fast with this interview, but around the second Gospel Super Superfest, actually the first Gospel Superfest, uh, the people kept telling me, because the tickets were so slow, and you know how black concerts are, we wait till the last minute. Yes. And so uh, this three day event and tickets were slow and the people kept coming up to me, uh, aren't you going to cancel? Aren't you going to cancel? I'm like, no, no. The, Uh, The Lord told me not to do this, And the Lord told me to do this. I'm not canceling. Uh, Rashawn, Monday morning, those folks were wrapped around that at lunchtime where you were wrapped around that Coliseum buying these last minute tickets on Monday morning, the week of the show. Now, I had, the show was in June. I had been up on the air since February trying to push this concert mm-hmm. and they didn't respond until a week before. Mm-hmm. And, and and that week I said, Lord, I, I don't know if I have promoted stomach or not, because this is just ridiculous. But there was the last minute and I, I held faith and we had a sponsor that year. And uh, well, I can just say it. It was Kmart. You know, Kmart was in for a nice bundle. Mm-hmm. And uh, the week of the show, K- Kmart got in some bankruptcy trouble or something was going on, and they pulled out. Yes. So, yes. so mm-hmm. on Monday morning, I had no sponsor, no major sponsor. The, the tickets looked funny, and I, <laughs> but the Lord said, "This is what I want you to do." Mm-hmm. So I, you know, we kept we, we kept what we were supposed to do. We did it, and we were about eight grand short. And so I went to my banker, and I I, I took a second mortgage out on my house because I'm a man of integrity. If I tell you I'm going to pay you, I'm going to pay you. I don't, you know, hook or crook or I shouldn't say it like that, but I'm going to pay you. Mm-hmm. So. I, I went and got, I took a second mortgage out of my house and I rung the papers on to my wife. And I said, honey, I need you to sign right here You see where the yellow sticker is. I need you to sign right here and I need you to sign right here. She said, what is it? Don't worry about it either. She said, well, what? I said, it's a second mortgage. I need to pay the lighting department. Just sign right here. You know, she's like, oh boy. So every time I made my house payment, I was like, I'm paying for Gospel Superfest. And this was 20 <laughs> something years ago. But I, that's the kind of wife I have. It's like, she is in all in, you know? And, and uh, so we second mortgaged our house, paid the lighting department off, kept our integrity, went on to the next year. And then we started making money probably about th- year three or four. We didn't make any money in the first two or three years. It was, you know, it, that's just the way some of these projects go. You have to invest and you have to believe in what you're doing.
2: Well, you know, the inconsistency, I'm speaking to Bobby Cartwright, uh, Gospel Superfest, is uh, is, is his it's his dream. It's his brand that he's developed over the years. Like I said, over 20 years, he's been doing it. over 23 years. Let me be correct. Uh, the next one that's airing uh, gospel fest uh, Easter jam is airing April 9th on BET. Now, let me talk to you about, um, you know, you have, you know, you have pop, you have pop music, you have rap music, you have R&B music, you have gospel now, there are different age groups that are attracted to those basic m- basic music genres. I'm just talking about black because I could mention rock. I could mention uh, gospel, I mean, uh, country, but I'm not going to talk about it. I'm just talking about black people and these ranges mm-hmm. of music they do. Now, does it frustrate you when you know that a rap artist will sell tickets like that or or a or, or hot R&B artist will sell tickets like that or a or, or, or crossover act like Weekend will sell tickets like that? When you see how, even today... The hottest gospel acts really don't move tickets as fast as the hottest rap act, correct?
3: That is true. That's definitely true. It's a, definitely an eco- economic uh, gulf gap between, if I could use the word psychic, there's definitely a current uh, economic. Uh, Dynamic to that, and I don't know. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, they expect gospel people to travel and pay, you know, and 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 play for free, or pre- preachers to come, but they have expenses too. They've got right. over. And things and families to feed, in the whole nine just like anybody else does. So, I don't know why there's such a gap there. The attraction this might not be there, but some artists have garnered larger uh, uh audiences than others down through the years,
2: absolutely. Uh, Bobby, let's talk about sponsors. What do you know? Because we just talking in business, money making conversation masterclass. What does a sponsor? who sponsors your events, what do they look for? Because people are always talking to me, I can need a sponsor for this, I need a sponsor for this. You've seen what you had to build. Like you said, your first concert, you had Kmart, and they filed bankruptcy, they went away. But you still had smaller sponsors there. What do you think has been the magical hook for you to get sponsors and build your dollar on each sponsor over the years?
3: Well, you know, it's been, you know, to be what I feel personally, it's been an anointing that God has given me an ability to just create something that would appeal to corporate America because we have been, we've been sponsored by Procter & Gamble since 2002 and we've been sponsored, we did an a eight year, it was either eight years or nine year run and we, I don't know if you remember Rashawn, but we were the all-state gospel superfest right. from t- 2009 mm-hmm. to 2016. So mm-hmm. we did uh, eight years, six years. What is it? I got my math. I'll mess <laughs> up, but it's at least eight years. Eight years were, uh, and I know exactly it was eight years because it was the length and breadth of the Obama presidency that we were the Allstate gospel super fest So Allstate was our title sponsor. Procter Gamble has been our presenting sponsor or in some form or fashion. And you know, African-American eyeballs are African-American eyeballs. And what you have to do if you're selling a gospel show or something like that, you have to make your case and you have to make your case based on the reach that you're able to provide to your client and, you know, to your potential client. It's all about numbers. It's all about reach and demographics. Are you reaching women? Are you reaching men? Is it 18 to 49, 24 to uh, 25 to 54, whatever that, you know, that demographic that you're, you know, that you're pitching, you have to bring the numbers. And uh, one of the things that I did, um, because there were other gospel shows that pre- preceded me in the business. And I knew I was going into territory that the folks were already buying those shows. Right. And so I I never sold against another show. I was always you know, if you can find a little piece of the pie for us, or if I use a biblical uh, phrase, it was crumbs from the master's table. Mm-hmm. I was like, but I would never go in there and sell against Dr. Bobby Jones or anybody like that. I was always saying, I know you've already been in these shows. We're just asking you if you could find a little uh, place for us in your budget. And I always kept my integrity when I would get in front of corporate America in front of, in front of clients. I can sleep at night because I never had to cut somebody's throat. I never had to go in all under handedly and all that kind of stuff how people say all these you know how people are well,
2: you know, Bobby, and, you know uh, let me just ask you this because i got to say this and that's what uh because i, I respect that the integrity part what it disappoints me is the fact that you know they got a big budget for pop they got a big budget for country they got a big budget for rock and you don't have to go in there in the crab in the barrel type thing when it's yeah. into black entertainment, black events, you know, because that's because they just section off and say, well, well, we're just going to reach that audience. We know the power of the black dollar. We know the power of the black consumer because we also know that women are probably about 75 percent of the gospel audience. And we also know that black women are the decision makers in a a, a buying household. And so when I, I look at that, you know me, man, I get annoyed because I've had to battle the same conversation you have trying to get sponsors, trying to convince them that, they, that these same black people who they know buy cars, buy computers, you know, buy, buy, buy homes, uh, buy groceries, they have to say they question it. When you when you walk in the room go, I can put you in front of 5,000 people. I can put you in front of 10,000 people. I can put you on a network, thing like that. That frustration mm-hmm. is what I understand you go through, and that's why I wanted to bring you on my show. Just let people hear your story. Because to get to where you've gotten with the gospel super fast is a, is is a testament not only to who you are but also who your who your wife is as well.
3: Well, she's a definitely a woman, a woman of integrity and she's the prayer warrior of, of the household, that's for sure. Um people ask me, you know, how did this the holiness woman marry this carnal brother? You know?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know Tim now. You are out there with a midnight star you're out there with Ohio <laughs> players. I can only imagine the Ohio player tour. I'm just stop right there, um, cause I ain't, yeah. your, I ain't gonna mess up your, well, I ain't gonna mess well, up, no, up your
3: I've history. No, I've been, I've, I've been born again, drug free since '87. But, <laughs> so, but, but before '87, you know, it was all in poppin'. I love it. I, hey, Bobby, tell us what. Uh,
2: I know you got another event coming up in Jacksonville, Florida. The Gospel Superfest is coming in September in Jacksonville, Florida. But more importantly, tell everybody why they should watch the episode uh, Gospel Superfest Easter Jam that's coming up April 9th on BET.
0: 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by The American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, The American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp edged satire and a must see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now.